Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. Today, we are talking to Anna, and it is going to be such a great conversation about investing. We're going to talk about investing myths. We're going to talk about building wealth, and we're going to talk about finances and just money things. And so I'm so, so excited to talk to her today and learn more about her and what she does and bring you guys some goods on you know, just money and being able to actually build financial independence, being able to build wealth. There is such a rise in women having money, more money. And so us being able to figure out what are we doing with this money that we're making? What is the best place to put it? And there's so many questions. So, all right, here she is. Hello. Hey. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I know we have a little bit of a, a time difference. So I almost said good morning, but it's like, is it afternoon there? What time is it? 9 p.m. here. So it's oh my evening. God. Oh my goodness. So yeah, where, where are you? Um, I'm in Western Australia, so the West Coast of Australia. Oh, Australia is on my bucket for sure. It's so beautiful. Can you just tell everybody more about you personally, professionally? What your love, your passion, all the things. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much for having me on and inviting me to do this. Um, I hope my internet will play nice because it's being a bit dodgy. Um, So my name is Anna and I am a money mentor and a investing educator. So what I'm really passionate about is teaching women about investing and what to actually do with the money they have that isn't just spending it because there's a lot of coaching and mentorship and education around how to make more money and there's a lot of emphasis on the making the money but there's not so much on okay when you have it what do you do with it so that and that's all based on my personal story which we can go into if you want to which is giving me the passion to teach women about that side of money so that is what I do I love it I love it right before you popped on you almost like repeated verbatim what I said about there's this rising in independence in women and like women are wealthy like breadwinners and we're seeing like the a big shift in that and so it's very interesting because I said like you just said, there's so much emphasis on like the money coming in and how we make more money and how we make more sales and how we market ourselves and all things. But it's so, so fascinating because the more that you dig into people's mindset around money, which I do with a lot of my clients, and like it's great to bring in, but then like what are we doing with it? So I'm I'm so excited to chat with you about today. And I would love, since you kind of opened the door for us, I would love to hear kind of what brought you to this position and tell us your story about why you're so passionate about educating women with their money. Yeah, for sure. So I, um, so about, gosh, eight years ago now, so 2014, 
I was in a job that I really hated and feeling stuck. And I started to research like online business and um, laptop lifestyle and this kind of thing. And um, I then went on to start a PhD, so like a higher level study. And I was like playing around with quite a few side hustles, like trying different things. And eventually I came across like a business that I really enjoyed and I really wanted to do. Um, and it just, it really took off for me. So I um, worked really hard at that. I was studying full time, growing this business. And after about 18 months, it really, really took off. And my income grew like a lot. So I, I went from earning no more than about a thousand dollars a month to like, $15,000 a month so yeah. it just like was crazy I'd n- never earned that much money in my life and of course I didn't know what else to do with it than spend it so I just yeah. spent it spent it spent it like went on some really nice holidays bought myself lots of Louis Vuitton uh, like flying business class everywhere like just living my best life because I was you know making all this money and I thought you know I mean I did I did sometimes save money, but I would only save it to then spend it on a holiday. Mm-hmm. So, and at one point I was only saving because my like studies got really intense. And so I had no time to spend money, basically. That was the only reason I wasn't spending. So making really good money, living my best life, everything's great. And then I decide like that business wasn't lighting me up anymore and so I there was a kind of like weird kind of year where I was like backing off it a little bit but also the income was dropping quite like rapidly so my income month to month was going down and I was in business with like some friends um and the same was happening to them and everyone was freaking out like you know they'd made a lot of money and they'd got the really nice cars and rented the really nice houses but now they couldn't afford to keep that up that lifestyle so everyone's kind of freaking out and I just had this realization that I'd earned so much money but I had nothing to show for it I didn't really have any savings I didn't have any assets like I didn't own any property I didn't have any retirement funds like nothing I just spent it And I think in that whole time, and, you know, my parents might tell me that I'm wrong, but in all honesty, not one person stopped me and said, you know, it's great that you're earning this much money, but, you know, are you thinking about the future? Are you thinking about what happens if that income stops? Are you, like, investing it? I just didn't have those kind of conversations. Like, none of my friends were investing um it just wasn't talked about and so I knowing what I know now I would have easily been six figures maybe even multiple six figures ahead with my like net worth and my wealth um but I didn't I spent it all and so it's really me wanting to make sure other women don't make that mistake and that they understand the implications of of not investing um and that they can make informed decisions because yeah if I could go back in time I would definitely change what I did so yeah yeah, that's what's really led me to having this business now 
Oh my God. There's so much goodness in everything that you said. I love like unpacking people's stories because it's so cool to me to hear the why behind like what people do. And like, obviously Mm -hmm. about my story, my why is like my rock bottom and being able to rise and build what I built and being able to teach other people to do the same. So I think there's so much power in like our story for for the greater good. So I love that you're doing that. And it's, it's so interesting to me because I think that typically, and maybe this is something that you see or, or don't see, but I tend to, when talking to people about money, my clients specifically, people tend to fall into like one or two categories. It's like the spend it all or like the save it all. As you're mm-hmm. saying, like, all, I was actually the opposite. When I started really earning, you know, great amounts of money, I was like, I need to keep this all. But I, you know, after unpacking that, I was doing that because I was trying to, I was living in a scarcity-based mindset. I was fearful of losing it all. It was, uh, you know, unpacking all the, the trauma that, that guide our So I'm interested to see, like, what do you think is a, a, a decent balance to have there? Because I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm earning all this money. Of course, I want to, like, buy things. But also, we need to be smart about, you know, actually saving it. So how do you think somebody can find that balance? Mm, Yeah, that's such a good question. And to be honest, I think it really comes down to taking the time to sit down and think about money in this different way and think about what do you want to say for? Like, for example, a lot of the women I speak to, they feel like they should be saving. So they're like, oh, I know I should be saving. But the thing is, when we should over ourselves it never really gets done because if you just think you should should save then you're not going to save because there's all there's always something you can buy right there's always something you can buy so unless you kind of take that time to a really think about you know the future think about what would it mean to you to save what do you want to save for like how would saving positively impact your life and change your life um, and also taking the time to start managing your money and being really like conscious of how you're spending your money because again it's it comes in and it goes straight back out and it's very easy to live month to month it's very easy to you know I, I could easily spend all of my money you know I have a, li- a really long list of things I want to buy so when you know for me for example um I realized, and it sounds crazy when I think about it now, but I never honestly thought, well, what does happen when I stop working? You know, so when I'm like 60 or 70, like this is obviously the traditional way it's done. You know, I didn't have a retirement, like I didn't have a job. So I didn't have like a 401k or like, you know, a pension or like in Australia, we call it the super like these are things that you do when you're in a job. So when you're self-employed, yeah. you have to do that yourself. And I, I just hadn't thought about it. And then when I when I started to in like learn about investing, and then I thought, oh well, what would I do? Like when I was sixty or seventy, and I couldn't work anymore, I didn't want to work anymore. I would have no money. Mm. So it, it, it's thinking about that. And then I think a lot of people don't realize or they don't understand like 
early retirement and all the options that are open to you if you do invest and you are strategic about that you know you can create a like pot of money or like a passive income ecosystem and retire when you're 30 40 you know whatever and so I just think it's people educating themselves about it's not just you know all right I should put some money away because that's the thing to do it's you know what do you want because I do have a client who earns a lot of money and she lives month to month but she's not got a particularly amazing lifestyle because her money's just going she doesn't even know where it's going whereas if she saved she could save for a trip to you know Hawaii or you know her dream car or like whatever but she's just not being intentional with her money so I think you've got to find the balance for you and it's much easier to do that when you set savings goals or you set investment goals because one thing that I do and I teach my clients is I've worked out what does one day of freedom cost me and so when I'm going to spend money I can always compare it to that so if there's something that I think oh I'd quite like that I can say well if I buy that it's costing me a day of freedom in the future so I think when you're when you haven't done that work you haven't you have no comparison like spending money doesn't have consequences to you whereas when you know that that money could be going to something else or something in the future your freedom then you're more mindful does that make sense yeah yeah and a lot of what I'm hearing you say is that really finding the balance kind of comes back to like just being intentional and I think that goes back for why and our, our deeper why is the only thing that really is the thing that holds us to follow right like if, if we're just saying save money because I should be saving money because I'm an adult it's like that's not really something that's going to really tie you to that versus if you are saving money because you're like I want to retire at this age with this amount of money it gives you that like that reasoning that come back on and the same goes for spending to know like that you're working towards you know the dream car or whatever because I think a lot of people you know just as people in general we very extreme again so like I was a super hoarder with my money and then it's like there's people that are like super spenders and so finding that balance to where I had to learn like for me personally I had to get really clear on like what what does a lifestyle like what is what is spending that makes me feel good? And for me, mm-hmm. I do like like luxury, like we all do, but primarily really my, my spending is on experiences, making memories, especially, you know, with my kids and things like that. And so being able to have that. So I think if each of us are just like really clear on like the give back, like when you save, what is that giving back to you? When you spend, what is that giving back to you? And kind of mm-hmm. like, not put too much emotion into it but like you said like have some intention behind it don't make it just this passive thing because I think at a certain point and, and you've probably seen this it just becomes a habit like the money comes in and it goes right back out or the money comes in and then you put it away and you never look at it again um yeah it, that I think is just a lack of like you said financial education and I mean I feel like that's a whole topic that we can dive into it the lack of financial education and how our 
educational systems don't exactly support us learning what to do with money either. Mm-hmm. Like not necessarily wake up call, but like having my first child almost six years ago and being like, I am self-employed. I've been self-employed for almost 11 years now. Like, like you said, this is on me to figure out like my, mm-hmm. but like we're used to having those things kind of done for us. And so I would be curious to know, like, you know, I think that from what I see on my end, when I talk to clients, there is this fear of even looking at your numbers. So is that something that you see often? And like, how would you, how would you walk somebody through, like, I know money's coming in, I know money's going out, I know my bank account is like, okay, like, how, what would be the first step for them there to kind of educate themselves? Yeah, so that is very common. Like a lot of my clients also have that fear. I I honestly think that it's just one of those things you have to go through. And I, I just usually say to them, like, we have a conversation of, well, what is it that you're scared of, like, specifically? And I think being able to verbalize that is really important because it's just, it's you know, if they're scared that maybe they're in a negative net worth, for example, well, okay, that's fine. Like feel the fear, like verbalize it. But at the end of the day, you need to know where you are to move forward. You need to be able to measure your progress and you you need to know these things and you need to normalize knowing your numbers. So I think I just, you know, allow them to verbalize the fear. And also I think that really you got to detach that number from like your feelings of worth. I think that's really what's happening is people will think if I've got a negative net worth or, you know, like my, I'm like in the negative every month or I'm like going into my overdraft or whatever, or I'm in debt. This is associated with like feelings of shame or feelings of being like really bad with money. So this, it feels bad. So yeah. So it's kind of, let's let's work on detaching your like what the narrative you're telling yourself about your worth and your relationship with money from this external situation because obviously for most women they've never been taught this stuff and we do live in a world that actively encourages you to get into debt it actively encourages you to be bad with your money and it actively tells you that you're bad with money as a woman So there's a lot to kind of deconstruct around that and we start that process. But in the meanwhile, I do encourage them and say, you know, you can do this. Like you've got to just face that fear and do it, knowing that we're going to work on the other stuff, but it doesn't mean anything about you. And I think that that's the important thing. And then once you've found that out, then you can start moving forward in an empowered way. Um, So, yeah, that's usually kind of the process that we go through. But it's very normal to feel nervous and it's also very common to feel like you've got to be a numbers person and that's just not true I mean it's most personal finance is very basic you know I do provide a lot of tools like automatic tools for my clients to help them but you know I used to cry in every math exam I ever had like I am not (laughs) not a maths person so I you know again don't feel in don't feel intimidated, like just start. And and it's like anything, like it's like learning a new skill, you know, financial literacy, it, you're just learning a new skill and just need to be kind to yourself. 
Mm, I love that. I love that kind of like reframe of just looking as learning skill and like offering yourself the compassion of like, of course you don't know this, like you weren't taught it. So like, let's learn it and let's, you know, like we, we learned everything else and that like, don't expect yourself. And I think that's where the judgment comes in. Is like, people are like, well, I'm an adult, so I should have this figured out, you know, or I'm, you know, this powerful businesswoman. I should have my finances in place. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's because I've found that when, um, when I work with clients directly, like at their numbers at what's going in, what's going out, that it's kind of the opposite effect of what they think is going to happen. They're like scared of it. They don't want to see, but then once we do it, it's actually really empowering. Like, yes, like that ground of like, I'm here. So now I can make a plan to get to where I want to go. Yeah. I, I find the exact same thing. So all of my clients will say like, I just feel so much more in control. I feel so much better. Like, and, and it's like that with a lot of things that we procrastinate around, right? Like once we actually do them, we feel a lot better. So yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, and that's a whole nother topic of all the things we procrastinate on, right? Like, why are we? What do you believe about that thing? So, talk to me a little. I think when it comes to financial independence, that's going to be you know through the different lens of, of our eyes and our different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Of, like, and I think we've really got clear today, uh, so far on like finding your balance of like your spending and your saving is found by really finding out and being intentional and then educating yourself on what are your numbers? What is coming in? What's going out? So what would you suggest if if looking at your numbers is kind of the first piece of being able to build financial independence, what would you suggest is a point? Like what would be the next step from there? How would someone um, start to think about investing? So I think there's there's like a few, I guess, stages that I take people through or like I believe are really important even, even before you start investing. And obviously like managing your money and getting to grips with that is, is really important. The other one is really having your goals set around not only your money and you know what does financial independence mean to you and look to you look like to you and you know how will you know that you've got there um but also understanding the basics around investing is really important so with financial independence like typically you're kind of looking at a particular number in the bank, so to speak, that will sustain you for a period of time. So financial independence is, and it's like financial freedom, you can define them how you want to. So typically financial freedom, people say is, well, I can live the rest of my life without ever having to work again. So it's having enough money to sustain you to do that. And financial independence might look like, you know, I'm in a position where I could take three years and off and go and travel and then come back or I can choose like when I work or which clients I work with or whatever or I'll be able to take two years off and then start a new business venture so it's really like defining that is really really important um also with the basics of investing it's understanding um you know, there's there's kind of lots of ways to go around it and people take different pathways. 
So, for example, you know, some people will focus on property. So they might want to start an investment portfolio, property portfolio. They might look at things like rental yield to provide a passive income so that they can like slow down with work. So it is a pro, it's almost like a jigsaw puzzle of working out, okay, where do you want to be? Like, where's the end goal? And then what are the ways that you can get there and understanding your options? Because, you know, property is one way there. You've got this, something like the stock market. Um, and then, and there's other ways you can do it. So I'm a really big believer in, in understanding those basics and understanding your options because there is a lot of noise out there. You know, there's people that are going to tell you property is better. And, there, and there's people that are going to tell you the stock market is better. And the thing is, there's not like a better. There's only like what's right for mm-hmm. you. And you can only know that if you understand the basics. So you understand, you know, how do they differ as investments? Like, how would they support you in your financial independence? Like, what are the different like income streams? from them and like how does that fit together um and also of course a kind of a big debate I guess in in my world is you know should you try and do this stuff yourself or should you have a financial advisor um and even if you choose to have a financial advisor down the road I still think it's so important for you to understand basics and so you can have a conversation with them where you actually have you know, a good understanding of what they're saying. And in fact, I spoke to a um, a woman today who's a property investor in the UK. And with financial advisors, they can only advise you to your understanding level. So what that means is like, you, you know, the saying, you don't know what you don't know. So the problem is if you go into these meetings and you don't know anything, they're going to limit what they say to you to like a very low level. And so in that respect, you're giving even more power over to someone else because they're not going to say to you, oh, I'm investing in like this index fund and this, these are the holdings. And like, well, they're not going to use any jargon because you're just like, here's my money, do something with it. Um, And I think, you know, when you look at the research, about 90% of these people that you give your money to, to to invest, can't actually get you better returns than if you teach yourself and do it yourself. So it's another really important reason that, again, if you choose to have an advisor, that's absolutely fine. And they definitely have an important place, um, especially for people you know, if, if you win a million dollars, right, like, I would definitely recommend you go and see an advisor. But it's almost like, you know, you, rather than giving your money and your power away to someone, and it would be same with property, like, rather than giving your money to someone to go and invest in property, you're actually getting, like, counsel, but you, you can still make an informed decision. You're not just listening blindly to someone and what they're telling you because you could go to one financial advisor and they would probably tell you something very different to the next advisor so it's like well which is best you have to make that decision so so I think there's that and then there's also of course like the thing that most people come to me and they say oh I want to learn how to invest and 
I've actually this just this week I've had so many people say I want to learn to invest like what can I invest in to make money quickly what can I invest in to like draw out in six months time just give us the fastest thing yeah exactly and so one of the probably the most important part is actually like investing psychology and knowing because because money mindset is like obviously a a big topic and people talk about it in again in terms of like receiving money and manifesting money and that's amazing Mm -hmm. but once you start to invest your money especially in something like the stock market it's a completely different ball game like are you gonna sell everything because it's dropped by you know 50 percent are you gonna freak out and sell um yeah, so it you know, or are you going to be able to like overcome that from a psychology point of view? Um, so that's those kind of four categories, like the goals, um, understanding your goals, understanding the reason why you're investing, the reason why you're saving, and, and why you're taking control of your money, understanding the basics of investing, understanding investing psychology. And of course, like managing your money as well. So those those four things are probably the most important. There's obviously that was an incredible amount of great information. I think for everybody uh, watching and listening, and I I really loved brought to the surface the importance of like building your own path because that's exactly what I believe about any sort of coaching advisor, like mentorship, whatever it is. And it's the same thing with my clients when somebody comes and they're like. I just want, I'm, I'm here and I want to go here. It's so important for us um, on like the different options that there are, urging people to try different things, to put yourself in different rooms, you know, open different doors, to try different offers, whatever that looks like for, for your business specifically. And I think that, you know, so often we do just that instant gratification of like, what's going to get the quickest turnaround? Give me the fastest. And I think if you focus more on longevity, just like look at the long term of like what is the life that I want to build and like how can I live the best life right now but also set myself up for the best future I think that that creates different conversation around like what we invest in and and what our money looks like and how we spend and how we save so I I love that it's very it seems like very holistic in the way that you address it because also the psychological piece of it is that you do have to address that you do have to be able to just like with my clients, if they're having a hard month or they're struggling, like you have to be able to hold yourself emotionally in that gap. And I think the more that we are educated um, on everything and anything that we can be, the more confident and the more empowerment we're going to feel when we do make decisions. And that's the that's the reality of where we are when we become these powerful women, these wealthy women. You know, it's 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 heavy as the head that wears the crown, right? You have to be able to okay, say, okay, this is here. Do I want to sustain? If I want to sustain this, what does that look like? And I think that's a different than just the inward, outward, you know, money that we're like, okay, we're selling and we're bringing people in and, and my business is, is flowing and it's reciprocal. But like, there's so much more in opening our eyes and being able to educate ourselves and having the deeper conversations around money and addressing mm-hmm. money wounds Dressing, like how are you going to be able to hold yourself and are you setting your your business up that's something that I uh, think is a, a, a bit different and which is weird because I feel like it's very important and what I do 
is that like I always am considering the long term a million things right now that might get you a quick buck but like number one feel good number two does it align with your values number three is it going to last in what you're doing right now long term and I think that's been question for us to ask when it comes to our spending and our savings is like actually sustainable can you actually hold what you're doing right whether that's the actual actions in saving or the emotions surrounding those things because a lot of people just don't feel good being able to have money conversations so I love Mm. those different areas um, with people and I think it's really really powerful and important now than ever since there are so many wealthy women. So the next question that I have for you before we kind of wrap up here is there's always the debate of like invest something like mentorship or coaching, especially for business owners, right? And so I would love to hear, you know, because I know that you've had mentors before. And so I would love to hear what your personal opinion is as somebody who advocates for investing and for long-term wealth. What is your opinion on investing uh with a mentor great question I am very opinionated about about this um and in fact I had a like a voice note conversation with an old client today because she reached out to me and said that um a coach had told her that she should overstretch herself financially to invest in this coach because if she didn't then she wasn't like so it was something like proving how serious she was or like stretching herself like I don't know some crap so I I the way that I feel about it is that one million percent investing in yourself is the best return on investment you're ever going to get so to me like I'm 100% with you um I have had I've invested a lot of money into mentors and coaches However, I think the issue is like any industry, the odd people, I guess, that are either, you know, I've invested $15,000, $10,000 in a coaching program before and I didn't really get anything out of it. The most I've got out of mentors have been like the least expensive mentors. And I think that's because if you're, choosing someone because they're the most expensive that is not the or I would choose people who are like earning the most money but that never worked out for me because I never felt seen by them I I felt like just a number and I've had really bad experiences with coaches and mentors that were a lot of money so whilst I do think that it's very important and there's, you know, I, I I think that what I disagree with is a lot of the narratives that people come out with. And I would say that, you know, for me, again, looking back, what I spent on mentorship from a place of, of really being manipulated through marketing of like, you should spend this much money. Uh, I definitely would go back in time if I could and take that money and put it in investments because it wasn't a good return on investment but that's my mistake to have learned and that's fine I think just don't kind of again like I see a lot of people saying oh you can put it on your credit card and da 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 and again that can work for some people like if you're someone who works really well under pressure and you are someone who's like this is my last two thousand dollars and I'm going to put it on a coach 
because you again you hear these stories don't you like I was sleeping in my car and I had no right. money and then I yeah for sure yeah so and I definitely don't think that stretching yourself financially or putting yourself in a dangerous situation financially or getting into a lot of debt Mm. because is is good because you can be successful without a mentor and a coach and it should feel expansive it should feel like a like a yeah. you know safe investment and I think I, I do see that there's a lot changing now in the industry I personally only follow women who really authentic and in integrity but there's a lot more being talked about now about the nervous system response to investing a lot of money into something so actually if you have like no money and you put 10 grand on a credit card and you've got to pay it off and then you're putting pressure on yourself to make sales to pay it off yeah and your husband is like what the hell have you done and all of this like your your nervous system is going to be like stressed and that's not good Mm. so I think again I do also see a lot of women they say to me like I'm just in this cycle where I make money and then I throw it all at a new coach and then I make money and I throw it all at a new coach and so I think there definitely needs to be again that sense of you looking at the bigger picture and you you know you don't need to get rid of your money every time it comes in and you do need to be thinking about alternative investments like investing in yourself is one investment that you can make Mm-hmm. But if it's at the expense of everything else, then yeah, I don't th- like if you're in your if you're like 21, then fine. But if you're like my like I'm mid 30s, like I just you know I can't afford to not be investing now. So it's like if I was still in that space where I was throwing everything at coaches, then yeah. So I I believe in it like you know I think mentors and coaches are amazing and I you know absolutely encourage people to invest in themselves but don't do it at the expense of like your future security or again it's it's priorities right so someone could say to me but I want to just invest in my business 100% and I don't want to invest in other things and that's fine that's their decision to make um but definitely don't buy like into a toxic narrative of you'll yeah. fail if you don't have a coach or you've got to spend five ten fifteen grand like that again I'm sure that there's programs that are that expensive that are amazing oh I know there are right. um but you can work your way up to that and then when you make that level investment it feels expansive right um right. yeah yeah I agree I agree so much with what you said and obviously you see my content and how I sell and I am pretty heavily against like the mean girl marketing of your (laughs) I think that I am the opposite I'm like doors open I'm here I would love to be a journey and I think we need more that if people can be like you said in more and you know it's very interesting I you know, experiences where I invested the most and got the least also. And I feel like that there is a lot of, there is a lot of greed and there is a lot of people who have been sucked into, you know, this race to the top or race figures, whatever. And at the end of the day, I think that one of the most powerful things uh, that I've learned from investing in mentors is like, 
checking. I always say like, check my receipts because I'm like, I can speak for you. I know that I'm really fucking good at you, but like, I'm going to let my clients tell you, I'm going to let them tell you about like what their return on investment was, because the truth is it's not always financial, but if I can life better and when they better and they make like the money always comes. And so I do think that it's really, really important when choosing towards a good balance. Like you, if it doesn't, doesn't feel actually expensive, like if it feels so stretchy that like you blow out your CNS, that's not the goal. And there's mm-hmm. pressure marketing and force, and that doesn't feel good to anybody. I myself have been kind of like, I, I invested when I felt really like pressured, like, Oh, it's the last spot. Are you sure somebody else wants this spot? And I'm like, Oh, I don't know what to do here. And mm-hmm. so like less of that. And like, all I can do is lead the, lead the way in, in my business and in the business to, to remove that as possible. Um, but I, I do like that you, um, you said that it, there is a balance, right? There's a time for investing in your business. And if that is your priority, you know, go for it. Just make sure that you are having conversations that you're, and again, it goes back to like educating yourself so you can make an actual empowered choice. For me, a lot of the reason why the women that hire me is because we, because they know that I genuinely care about them as humans, not just their, and I think that goes a long way, but I, I, this is, I could talk about this forever, but I think that there is a shift coming in coaching and in mentorship. And as somebody who's done this for 11 years, I've seen a lot of people come and go and you know the people that stick around are the ones that do genuinely care and the people that genuinely care yes we're going to charge you know premium rates because of our expertise but at the same time we are not going to force people into our containers when they don't want to be there and we're not going to you know have to like I, I just don't like convince people I'm like this would be I think this for you. And I think it would be great. And I would love to do that with you. And I, I hope that they make the empowered choice to join me. So, um, yeah, just so, so much, but like you said, it's, it's in the, the marketing and we get to, as business owners, make sure that we're empowering and leading with knowledge and, and just getting real transformation. For people, I think is so, so mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I agree a million percent with everything you said. Yeah. So thank you so much for all of your amazing today. And it was great to talk to you. And um, is there anything else that you would love to share with everybody that you think would be helpful before we end today? But no, it's been amazing. And I I think like all I want to say is just don't, I know it's easy to say, don't feel intimidated or overwhelmed, but you know, try not to feel intimidated by the the money stuff, especially like investing and money management. Um, it really is like life transforming stuff. And I just, it would encourage everyone who's listening or who's catching the replay just to start making steps to learning about that side of money. Um, you know, I've got a podcast out, so you can go and listen to the podcast and follow me on Instagram and just, and also follow other people. Like I always say, do not just listen to me, like go and find other investing educators, money educators, and just learn from many people until you feel like confident to take the next step. Because this side of money is why the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. Like I know there's obviously 
it's a lot more nuanced than that. But it really is, you know, stuff that is has been kept under lock and key and should 1 million percent be taught in school and be general knowledge. And we have to ask ourselves why it's not. And we have to then accept we have to take responsibility, like just take responsibility for your money and your financial future. And yeah, just take that first step and don't don't be intimidated because you can 100 percent do it. I promise you, it's especially investing like in the stock market. They purposely make it sound really hard and confusing. It's not. It's really not. So, um, yeah, that would be my last piece of um, wisdom. Amazing. Thank you so much. So like she said, make sure you check her out. Follow her on Instagram. Um, Thank you again for joining us today for your time. I know it's late over there. It's like you're like way past my bedtime over there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready for bed. I am. So thank you again so much. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you're so welcome. I'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation and it's free. The link is in the show notes. So I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.